Okay, yes, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host as always, TJ, and today's episode, if you're watching on the YouTube, you will see that today's episode is a little bit different. It's the start of a new way of doing these podcasts on the YouTubes. I've decided that it's time, particularly with this Rugby Muscle Applied series, where I want to to, to remain singularly focused and, and really deep dive deep into the topics and stay on track and uh, deal with the individualization in the Q&As and really stick to the main points and, and really give you some tangible things that you can take and add to your training. Decided that it's easier to keep this going along with a little bit of a presentation style, webinar, seminar style format. So that's what we're doing from now on with the Rugby Muscle Applied series. If you're listening on podcasts, it doesn't make too much of a difference. This is still designed to be mostly just listen to but there's also a little bit of visuals going along but there's there's no reason you cannot um completely just listen to this on podcast so don't worry too much if you're listening don't just quit this in fact don't quit this go to apple Podcasts and give us a five star review it really helps out the channel if you're on the youtubes thumbs up <clears throat> for this new series of rugby muscle applied hypertrophy 101 how to gain muscle effectively so we will be diving deep into hypertrophy in this episode, and as we continue, we're going to go hypertrophy 102, 103, at least to 104, and then we'll see where we're at um, with regards to everything I've told you and, and how much you can apply. I'm really trying to give you everything that you need to take away, to write your own program, to start training and actually gaining muscle and avoid the pitfalls that so many guys seem to fall for when it comes to gaining muscle. And it's not the pitfalls that you think. I think that's one of the biggest things I, I want to emphasize here. It's it's not. And that's why this episode 101 really runs through the basics. And I, and I always keep harping on and coming back to the basics because it's the basics can, that can be applied consistently are going to get you the the long-term results and you'll see that as we get into this episode so strap in uh listen up get ready um pay attention to this stuff and add it and uh, if you can just pay attention to this one single podcast you will make leaps and bounds over the coming months in terms of your muscle hypertrophy i can guarantee you that as long as you use this stuff so first and foremost why hypertrophy like, why, why do we need to gain muscle for rugby? What does it help us for? Um, first and foremost, I mean, this is the Rugby Muscle Podcast. You guys should realize why we're training muscle by now. But it's worth stating because, it is, you know, we can't just blindly state this stuff and expect it. So we, we want to, you know, go back ground zero. Why do we want it? Why is a bigger muscle better for rugby? Uh, easily put, it helps with everything so it's the base of the the rugby physical preparation pyramid there's a reason for that but a bigger muscle just has the potential to be stronger is usually going to be stronger is going to be more powerful has you it gives you which you know stronger more powerful gives you the potential to be faster um gives you the potential to be to execute your skills better and more efficiently because you've got bigger muscles gives you the potential to uh you know, be better in contact situations, Gets better, gives you the potential to move better. Uh, it, everything that you do in rugby can be supported better by having bigger muscles. That's not necessarily to say, to say that just having bigger muscles makes everything better straight away, but it gives you the potential to do everything that much better. 
And obviously there's a limit to that. We'll get into that as well. But understand that a bigger muscle gives you the, the potential to do everything else better, right? A bigger muscle can produce more force, could be stronger, could do everything. You know, contact situations, movement control, every single thing that you do on a rugby pitch is better and more efficiently supported by a bigger muscle. Now, if that bigger muscle is untrained, that's a different point. But a bigger muscle helps you a- able to perform at your best. And, you know, it's a, another straw man argument I throw you, but it is worth throwing out there. Look at the team here uh, on the screen. For those listening, it's the Springboks uh, before the 2019 World Cup, which, you know, they won to become officially the best team in the world. They're all jacked. Like, 1 to 15, every single player is has a substantial amount of muscle and there's a reason for that there's a reason that you know you if you look at professional rugby these days you just don't see uh any if i mean if and if there are there's very few skinny guys it just doesn't happen and if there are skinny guys for the most part you know that you'll, you'll see a few lanky guys but over the years of their playing career you'll see them all put on a good bit of muscle like the, you know there's the odd bean pole that comes out but then eventually packs on muscle there's the odd skinny winger but by the you know by the middle range or the end of his career he's he's also bigger than the average guy you know and and that still means that he's put on substantial muscle from his original frame every single player is better served by putting on some quality muscle and this is sometimes met with resistance from people that don't want to be too big, okay? Um, first and foremost, let's, let's squash that right away, okay? No one's ever been too big, okay? R- gaining muscle is a very long, slow process to take. And to stop yourself from getting too big, you look in the mirror, you see that you're big enough, and you stop, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I think that we're, if we're listening to the Rubber Muscle Podcast, we're, we're beyond that. We're beyond that frame of thought, but... It does my head, and so many people say, "Yeah, you know, not so." I still hear it. People say, "Yeah, oh, I don't want to be too big. I just want to tone." You know, like it, it, who are these people that that go to the gym for two weeks, go to bed one night, and then they wake up in the morning like, "Ah, oh, shit, I'm too big." Like, and then and then they can't do anything about it. No, you, you just stop training, and you and you lose that size again, right? It it just doesn't happen. Okay, so that's not a concern. Maybe there's a concern that you end up looking more like a bodybuilder and, and, and your muscle becomes non-functional, right? Um, and, and to that, I would say that, like, you look at Eddie Hall here, he's about as jacked as you can get. He's also the world's strongest man, which or one the world's strongest man, which means his muscle is extremely functional. He was able to utilize it in several different ways to win the world's strongest man contest, which isn't just contract the muscle lift the weight be done no there's there's endurance events there's different types of aerobic events it's 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 not just strongman the sport isn't just about lifting and he still won that competition on top of that i would argue that um also you would you know obviously you would say eddie hall might not be the perfect rugby player but he has the potential if if eddie hall yeah if you took this eddie hall guy here and he went to a professional team he got a professional contract and he went to go and play rugby, you know, wherever it was. And he spent two years just learning how to prop. I could almost guarantee you he, he'd make it. Like, because he has so much potential, because he has so much muscle, so much strength, so much athletic ability given to him from that extra muscle, from that extra strength, he would be able to do that. But he's out of practice. He's not, or he's not, yeah, he has no practice. He's not a rugby player. He's, his 
Uh, sport is a different sport. So uh, remember that all of this is in the realm of rugby physical preparation. It's not, you know, we're not talking about skills or tactics or other things that are going to definitely make you a better rugby player. So for the most part, that's, you know, if you if you if you play against that guy that's muscle bound and he's a bad player, he's not necessarily a bad player because he's muscle bound. He's just a bad player that also happens to be muscle bound. Don't 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 link the two together. Another concern that people say is, well, if I just get really big, and that dog ever shuts up, if uh, if 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 I get too big, I'll end up out of shape. And and you've seen those guys that have have spent three months just doing gym work. And they come back to preseason and they gas and they're like, are they really out of shape? Or you've got these people that have gone through a big bulking phase and they come back and you're like, oh yeah, I was too muscular. Not really. More often than not, this happens because this person puts on too much fat. We'll get into why that might be something that is beneficial to you, maybe in this episode, maybe in Hypertrophy 102. But understand that the, the you know, when you are inefficient at conditioning and, you, and you're not as good at, you know, in your sport of rugby, and you're you're out of condition, you're out of shape. It's not the muscle that's that's made you out of shape. It's the extra fat that you've put along, along with the fact that you haven't done any conditioning, and therefore you're also out of practice. Okay, there is something to be said for staying in relative shape whilst trying to gain muscle, and we'll also get we'll definitely get into that in a later part of this episode. So hopefully that could make sense, right? It's not that you've put on too much muscle to become uh, muscle bound. It's that you've put on fat. And that's made you out of shape, or you're just not in shape in the beginning. With you're not training your rugby, you know, you're not training the sport of rugby to become better at rugby. Moron dog won't shut up. Anyway, sometimes a real concern is, you know, well, actually getting bigger can make me less effective. And I've seen it once, and that's happened with the late great Jerry Collins, uh, actual personal inspiration to me as a player. Um, rest in peace. What an absolute weapon on the field. But he actually once had the complaint that his biceps got too big and they apparently impacted his big hits. Now, um, you know, I think that this comes, there's something to be said for this and there's something to be said along the same lines of Manu Tuolangi, who's so big that his his joints and his, his body just keeps breaking down because he's so big, it becomes an issue. Now, you know, with these concerns, I think... The population that are concerned about them and have the concerns are the genetic elite. And if you're the genetic elite, you're probably not the person that's watching this uh, this video or listening to this podcast. Uh, for the most part, it's, I mean, and if you are, you know, you're trying to learn about gaining muscle in the right way. And if you do that efficiently, these aren't going to be concerns. But you look at Jerry Collins, whose impact was because, you know, he, he maybe did a bit too much bicep work and that maybe did negatively impact his hits. I don't know anyone else that's had biceps that have gotten too big. I, I, you know, I don't think that's a, a relative concern. Also, this would come down to sort of how you would train, like whether you would do bicep curls to become a better rugby player is another question entirely. A bit beyond the scope of this video, but we will address it in a later one of the Rugby Muscle Applied series. Um, but for the and then you look at when Manu Tuolangi is someone that gets injured a little bit too much, or uh, you look at other muscle bound guys, Sam Warburton, Springs, like these guys are the genetic elite and they've got massive and you know not through doing tons and tons of gym work and, and they've reached the upper echelon of their absolute potential. It's just that the muscle that they carry somewhat naturally is a um, is a problem for them. So rather than train, you know they. 
they actually, for the most part, don't train to be bigger players. Manu Tulangi barely ever trains to put on any size, if at all. He doesn't need to do that. His size comes to him naturally because of his genetics. And so it's not a training issue. It's more an issue of, well, this guy's just too mu- too muscular, okay? Uh, and the forces he generates are just, there are causes for concern there. Now, if you're someone that just wants to put on muscle, I don't think this is a concern for you. I think that if you put it on slow enough, you'll be able to um, manage how you do it in an efficient manner, and, and it just isn't a concern, okay? So if you are worried about getting too big and actually, you know, it actually being a problem, eh, think again, right? You, you know, you, Manu Tulangi isn't massive because he trains to be massive. He's just massive. Now, there is a period of time where you... Yeah, this is the last sort of concern when we talk about hypertrophy for rugby is that in the moment of your training, when you're doing hypertrophy training itself, there is some disruption to the body that can potentially make you like worse at the time. This is seen on a weekly level, which is demonstrated by this diagram here, which is the um, stimulus fatigue recovery adaptation uh, curve or model. And essentially what it shows is, you know, you'll see this on a weekly basis, right? How a uh, you'll train, you'll hit a stimulus, that stimulus will fatigue you for a short, short period of time. Once you've hit that fatigue level and your body adapts and recovers, it comes back and it eventually comes back to be stronger and uh, more efficient and better. And therefore you then train again at that higher level and you keep improving and keep improving and keep improving. This also happens on a month-to-month to, to level when you're doing different training adaptations. When you're doing adaptations that aren't the ones that are, are different, okay? When you're looking at different methods of adaptation. So if you're if you're doing a hypertrophy cycle, there is a good chance, you know, if you're doing a hypertrophy cycle in the middle of a grueling rugby season, there's a good chance that during the weeks that you're doing that, your performance will drop down. That is not because uh, you, your muscles are too big and it's causing you an issue. It's just because there's disruption going on. Your body's adapt, adapting to the load that you've put on it. It's trying to grow. At the same time, you're also trying to get it to do this other thing. So it's not just trying to grow. It's also trying to perform at rugby, which involves power, which involves um, stability and coordination, all these different other movements, which because it's trying to grow at the same time, it, it just sends confusing signals and it's just not as easy to, to be able to uh, perform at your highest level. Now, if you were to remove yourself from that or if you were to move rugby from that equation for the time being, whilst you're growing, that gives you the time to then grow efficiently, grow the muscles, and then once you work on the signaling afterwards, that gives you the ability to use those bigger muscles, which... Uh, can then translate into more strength, more power, better rugby performance. It's kind of like if you were in a big, busy downtown area. I, I've stolen this analogy from Mike Isabel, but it works perfect, okay? So you're in a busy downtown area, and you're you're very limited in the amount of space that you have. So this is your muscle, okay? You've got your muscle. It's It's, it's, it's pretty much reach capacity. You know, it's as strong as that muscle can be. So the only way to get it stronger, the only way to get more people or more business through that city is to tear down some buildings and build up some brand new uh, spanking, beautiful, big skyscrapers or, or whatever it is, okay? That involves a period of time where everything in that city will slow down, okay? You've got to uh, do a controlled um, explosion, 
demolition, a controlled demolition of the buildings that you want to replace. You've got to put up a construction site. In that moment, particularly, like in the first few moments of that, when you're you're changing the signal, when you're deciding to build this, everything slows right the fuck down because you know if you i've lived in london you know the tube when uh, when you plan to take a certain route on a tube and then you find out your stations are closed you've got to reroute it gets a bit of a ball leg once you know which ones are closed you can plan your route accordingly and it and, and it gets a little bit better it eases up you know start to put uh you start they start to divert the roads and divert the traffic efficiently um people start to avoid that area it gets a little bit better and you get a little bit more efficient whilst you're doing that Eventually, after a period of time, those skyscrapers are then finished. And when they're finished, holy crap! Now, now we've got not only are we are we back to the level that we were at before, performing efficiently and getting this business coming in, but now we're getting even more business because <clears throat> we've got these bigger skyscrapers. They've made everything else more efficient. We're able to send those signals. We're able to take more business in. We're going to able to be more efficient with everything that we do. We cannot be efficient or more efficient and expect more of us whilst we are in that moment of making the construction. And this is, gets lost on a lot of people who don't want to decline in the performance. Okay, so this is what a lot of people don't want to hear, really. If you, if you are really wanting to, especially if you're an advanced athlete, if you really want to add some quality muscle, you need to take the time to focus on adding the quality muscle. It's no good doing a bunch of you know you can't just say oh you know monday to tuesday i'm doing muscle gaining work and then thursday to friday i'm doing power only work and yeah it it doesn't quite work like that maybe you can do lighter and heavier loads for the purposes of building muscle and you'll gain strength a little bit easier in that range i can get on board with that but trying to uh, work power trying to like really work the the you know the muscles before it's built it just sends mixed signals it doesn't work out for the best it's just not it's just not a good idea you know it's it's like polishing a car before you finish painting it you finish the first job first get the muscles to be bigger then focus on whatever other movements you know you're not going to you know it's also like if you we see these this trend of building quote-unquote functional muscle or functional bodybuilding to me that doesn't make sense like if you want a bigger muscle you want a bigger muscle worry about how that muscle performs once you've got it bigger um Getting a muscle bigger is hard fucking enough without trying to fuck around with all these other stupid movements. And I see this a lot with, you know, CrossFit. I bag on CrossFit a lot, but, you know, people that know what they're doing won't do it like this. They're, you know, if you're doing hypertrophy work, it's best off just to do hypertrophy work. Yes, you can slowly build strength you know, whilst you're doing it, and you will be building strength. But you don't have to do sets of one to two or test your singles out or do explosive power work or, or maybe even like I'm, I'm skeptical of how, how well you're going to perform at sprint work unless you're just doing low level technical stuff or if you're just doing conditioning maybe then there's room for it but i wouldn't worry about that and this is this is probably beyond the scope for this video but just understand that this yes this is the only time when it's a concern when you're trying to gain muscle it's not because you are getting worse because you're gaining muscle it's because of the process of gaining muscle will slow down the other areas because of what we've already discussed okay so we understand that we're like okay tj hit at me like especially if you're in lockdown yeah we don't know when we're playing rugby in again anyway so let's just figure out exactly what we can do to build muscle cool so what do we do um biggest thing i can always uh, you know this is the reason we're doing um muscle building 101 for rugby muscle applied here is we need to like ruthlessly continually consistently apply the basics the basics 
like if you just continually apply the basics for six months, it's going to give you better results than anything else that you could do for one month. I guarantee you that, uh, particularly when you do the fancy shit for one month and then you give up soon after, it just doesn't work, okay? So instead, think about the basics. Think about how you can continually apply them. What are the basics? Let's get into it. So um, first and foremost, track. You need outputs. You need, um, when it comes to gaining muscle, it's a slow enough process as it is. It's a difficult enough process to measure as it is. So you want as much data coming in to help you judge that. You know, it's a an emotional thing when you look in the mirror and you're trying to look at if you can see if you're gaining muscle or not. It just, it's a, um, it's something that, a lot of guys will, you know, it, it messes with your head a little bit, right? You don't want to be that person. You want to make sure that you're just consistently tracking your body weight. Ideally, you're tracking with some sort of calipers or some sort of body fat measurement. Um, I like just to keep like three caliper measurements. That way you've got the millimeters. Don't worry about converting it to body fat percentage. No one cares about body fat percentage. Just just utilize whatever that is. And if the calipers are going up, the measurements are going up, you know that you're getting a little bit fat up. If they're going down, you know that you're getting leaner. Don't worry about what that means as a body fat percentage. Just worry about like, what, the, what those numbers say. You can also use pictures, and this does work. Just don't look at them week to week to week. Just take them week to week to week, and over the course of a few months, then you will slowly sort to start to see a difference, um, or not, you know, as it might be, but you want to start to look for a difference. Try and keep the conditions as similar as you can, but consistently and ruthlessly track everything. Track your diet. Ideally, you're tracking your macros and your calories, and you're also tracking your performance in the weight room. Now we've got data. Now we've got things to adjust. Okay, if you're um, get if you're getting bigger, you should be getting stronger. The scale should be going up. It's, it's as simple as that. And if you see the scale going up, you see your numbers in the weight room going up. Perfect. If you don't see your numbers in, going up in the weight room, you don't see that scale going up. Maybe you've either got to adjust the weight room or you've got to adjust your diet. There's all these different things that you can um, adjust and play around with. Maybe if you're if you're the the scale is going up, but the the numbers in the weight room aren't going up. Maybe you've got to dial. Maybe you've got to change that weight room. If the if the weight room is go isn't going up and the scales aren't going up, maybe you've got to adjust the diet. But you know, start with that. Then you've got a basis of things to um, like measure, and what gets measured can get managed. Once you're there, commit. Um, this is another thing that people always miss when it comes to gaining muscle. You need to commit. It's a very, 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 very long-term process. Hi, guys. I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right. A macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. So it's the longest, it's the hardest thing that you can do. So, you know, what the biggest mistake most people make is that they go into a muscle building phase, they gain um, one pound of muscle, nine pounds of fat in three months or in one month, sorry, and then 
and then they go back into losing fat because they spend all their time trying to lose that fat. That's not good. You want to spend as much time gaining muscle as possible. Um, the longer you can be gaining muscle for, the more muscle you are going to gain. Fat loss is, is different. You can, you can lose fat fast or quick um, or slowly. It doesn't really matter. Um, the fat loss and then you can, you know, it, all it is is about getting that fat off. Muscle building takes a long time. So you want to spend more, the, the vast, vast, vast majority of your training career in a caloric surplus, gaining weight, slowly gaining muscle, slowly adding tissue to your frame. Understand that you have time. Understand that this is a long, long, long process. You're not going to be finished gaining muscle in two months. You're not going to be finished gaining muscle in three months. You're not going to be finished gaining muscle. If you want to truly make a, a, a change to your frame and, and be an effective, big, um, high-performing rugby player with a lot of muscle on your frame, it's going to take years. It's, it's, that's the reality of it. Okay. So with that in mind, you commit for a minimum of three months and then you assess after that three months. You don't make too much changes. You don't decide that uh, two weeks into it that you're actually going to start to do a power program or a conditioning program. You don't decide after uh, five weeks that you're too fat and you've got to change it. No, you commit for the three months. And if, yes, you put on a little bit too much fat, the next three months section you can aim to um, put on, you know, have that diet be a little bit cleaner or, or have less, less calories going in or do more work in the weight room if you haven't put enough muscle on. There are so many different variables that you can, you can um, go into, but you can only change the variables if you're tracking them, okay? Look over your data only once you've finished your phase. So commit for that three, a minimum three months, maybe six months. Commit to that long period of training and then look back over it and make the adjustments. And those adjustments should be probably according to these numbers like a lot of people uh this should be a reality check for a lot of people that say that they looked at they want to gain 10 kilos in two months again you're just asking to get fat you're asking to spend more of your time in a fat loss phase you don't want to do that if you gain slower it means you're gaining for longer it means you're more likely to gain muscle it means you're, you're spending less time worrying about uh losing fat it means that you've given yourself the best chance to grow as much quality muscle as you can absolute beginners don't worry about this worry about just consistently getting training and consistently getting under the bar consistently lifting weights eating to fuel your recovery and just let the body take care of it okay after your first six months if you've tracked everything awesome look back and assess it, it's not going to be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect because you're new to this you've got time on your side it's like being if you're if you if you're an absolute beginner dude like like Carry on watching this video, carry on soaking up this information, but just like, like smile to yourself and know that gains are coming your way if you stay consistent with this. Then worry about getting it perfect afterwards, okay? Um, and I say that because there's such a variable amount of levels of, of weight gain and growth that you can experience in your first, first six months, and it's highly dependent on genetics. Some people gain like an absolute weed, and it's not uncommon for people to gain over 10 kilos of muscle in six months if not more, and that could be lean muscle, and they could lose fat whilst doing it. It's not uncommon. Likewise, if you just have bad genetics, maybe you only gain a few kilos, but you just trust that process, and then you move on, and then you start to, you know, if you've tracked everything, you know what to adjust for next time, and with this knowledge, you're understanding that this is taking a, it's just taking years. This is a long process that you're committing to. Intermediates, um, that's, you know, anyone after the first year or so, uh, you're looking at gain, if you're looking at gaining one to two kilos a month, depending on your body fat levels, uh, experience or results. I'll get into this in another in a future rubbing muscle applied into the specifics of when would be 
um, when would be appropriate. But pay attention to like how much you're gaining each month, but don't adjust it to uh, how quickly you want to get in and get out of a bulk. You don't want to do that. You don't. You you want to spend the majority of your time gaining muscle. Okay. You don't want to spend. You know, once you've once you've lost enough fat, you then just want to spend as much of the future time gaining muscle as you can, because then that gives you the best chance to grow. Okay. Um, too many people rush this process of gaining muscle and then they spend most of their time losing fat and if you spend most of your time losing fat that's more time that you're not gaining muscle okay so really take your time with this and then when you get to the advanced level you're looking at maybe one kilo a month and that's you know that's again why you have to track this all slowly you have to slowly keep up in your calories slowly keep fueling yourself and i think that's the best way to do it it's just a kilo just a kilo a month of of weight gain on average and after six months, maybe you've gained six kilos, try and clean that up, um, see if you've gained any extra fat. And, you know, if you do everything perfectly at the advanced level, maybe you gain two to three kilos a year, maybe. And that's, and you are doing phenomenally if you're doing that, you know, and you will see that on your frame. Two to three kilos of muscle on an advanced physique is noticeable. So be patient with it. Um, yeah, and the more patient you are, the more time you get to spend gaining muscle. Okay, can't can't emphasize that enough, guys. So when it comes to the basics of training, what does that look like? Well, we know we should be getting stronger. We know the scale should be going up. There's nothing overly fancy with this. Um, this will also be in um, the next, we'll be following up with this in the Rugby Muscle Applied Series, but rep range can literally be anything from three to 20 reps. I put 20 reps, can be 30 reps. Um, it's been shown in the science that, um, you know, no matter what your rep range is, as long as you're staying close enough to failure, um, you are going to experience similar growth. There are obviously caveats to that, depending on what sort of muscle you want to train for. Like if you train in the heavier rep range, you're more likely going to grow, grow your fast twitch fibers. Likewise, if you're train, training in the um, higher rep range, you're more than likely to grow your slower twitch fibers. And you, you don't want to be in the, the mindset of, oh, fast twitch equals good. That means great. Well, no, because unfortunately, if you're gaining too much uh, or if you're, if you're doing everything heavy, you're taxing your nervous system. You're making it more difficult to put on the muscle because you're just you're 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 fatiguing yourself quite highly. You're also, um, you know, if you're only developing fast twitch fibers, gives you the chance. Yeah, it, it makes it harder for you to be well conditioned. If you've got some slow twitch fibers in there, it can help you aerobically. It can help you perform quite well on the rugby field because you're performing for 80 minutes. It's not just about being as fast switch as you can. So we'll get into that in a future episode. Um, but that's the basics. You know, you just need to train heavy enough, close enough to failure and you'll be fine. Volume anywhere between 10 to 30 total weekly sets of tension per body part that you want to grow. Um, I can get into that in more detail, but I think that, you know, I'm giving you a lot of information here. I'm throwing quite a lot of you. I want you just to have some hard numbers here. That's it, right? Um, on if you're a beginner, the more the more novice you are, the more on the earlier end you're going to be. The more the closer to failure you go, the more on the earlier end you be. The heavier, the more compound movements, the the more on the ten set of size of things you're going to be. If you're doing lots of isolation work, if you're doing lots of smaller muscle um, work, if you're doing, uh, yeah, if you're just doing lighter low light, lighter loads, machine based stuff you can probably squeeze in you know, 30 or even more sets and, and, and grow from that. Now, 
how you want to efficiently spend your time using that volume using that rep range is up to you it's you know there are different ways to do that and that's something that we're going to get into in the next video as well movement wise if we're looking at absolute force but you know we, we are we're looking at apps we're looking at any muscle that can help or any movement that produces force from a given muscle I, I like to think you know i do like to think of movements rather than muscles and movement systems rather than muscles but when we're looking at purely hypertrophy there is an element of um having that mind muscle muscle con connection feeling that contraction feeling that muscle complete uh, simply express itself in a form of a contraction you don't necessarily have to coordinate it like a skilled movement you know you're not going to do sets of 10 cleans for hypertrophy you're going to be doing um, sets of shrugs or maybe sets of um, stiff-legged deadlifts and then you can do sets of rows and then that will in turn help your clean because you have got bigger muscles but you're not going to do that for cleans you don't want coordination all the time um, and i'll also get into this one because i think um, the movement there are lots of different things that you can do with movements like pre-exhaust like uh, single leg uh, exercises and different um, styles of training that you could use to help you take advantage of this but really this is again another thing that you can absolutely overthink and you don't need to there there is just not the the need for it okay it can be fun um and there are special circumstances for some people whereby we can use different movements but at the end of the day it's all about staying in that surplus for as long as you can growing muscle over the longest period of time that you can it's not about getting the, you know the perfect movement that's done for three months out of the year and the perfect rep range and volume it's done for three months out of the year versus someone that's done you know 75 percent as good a job but they've done it for the whole year and they stay consistent that person that's trained consistently for the year is going to be the one that puts on more muscle then in terms of nutrition same thing we know we should be getting stronger we know that scale goes up so we should just be looking to see if that um, scale goes up by virtue of calories in versus calories out we want to make sure that we're getting enough calories in to fuel our body to enable itself to not just um, put on the extra mass like like have that mass be part of us we're not just fueling for that extra mass we're fueling to help the body have the energy to build that construction site right it's like um you know we go back to that building site analogy you're not just getting the raw materials to build that building itself you've also got to get the crane in you've also got to get the workers in you've also got to get all the elements that mix up a the cement you know I, I, yeah, I can go deeper and deeper with this analogy, but you, you understand the point. It's not just the building itself that you're paying for. You're paying for everything else, and you're not paying for it with money. You're paying for it in calories. You need that energy. Ideally, you're going to base it on your current diet. So you're going to take your current diet, and if you're not putting on weight, if you're staying at the same sort of weight for now, I would add, you know, start by adding 500 calories to it and track that for a week. Track, keep tracking your body weight for a couple of weeks. See if it goes up. If it doesn't go up, add in an extra 100 calories and keep that process going until you see it re reach the the sort of um the rate of weight gain that you're trying for so if you're an advanced athlete you know over two weeks you should see it going up on average by half around half a kilo now obviously that's kind of hard to see but the more you keep track of everything the better you can be um and the more consistent you can be now uh, if you have no idea where to start rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros you can get your free macro guide sent to you um, or your calculator sent to you put in your body weight put in your activity levels and see what it says it and that would also just be an estimate because it does vary 
massively from person to person. I know some people that need 6,000 calories every day. Likewise, I know someone that if he eats 5,000 calories, he puts on weight too fast, he ends up getting fat. So um, it does vary massively person to person. Now, I'll talk about that in a second. Actually, let's talk about that now, the, the bit at the bottom here. Per, it, that will depend on your personality. If you're someone that is naturally big, you're probably going to have to rein it in. You're probably going to have to like understand that by committing to this long-term uh, hypertrophy phase, you're not committing to stuff in your face you're probably committing to eating enough to be satisfied but not not eating not starving yourself or not under eating so that you're losing weight and this is where it becomes kind of a challenge and this is probably the hardest thing about gaining muscle for for this population is that it's very easy for you to stuff your face with four thousand calories um and and that means that you end up um you know, you overshoot it. You 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 stuff yourself with four thousand calories, and after three weeks, you've already gained five kilos. Well, now you you've already hit yourself in the you know you've you've stopped your progress before it's been able to start because you've got too fat, and now you have to worry about losing that fat because that fat is going to impact your performance and impact how you look. You, you're not gaining you know you're you're not gain, trying to gain weight to gain fat. You're trying to gain quality muscle. So do it slowly, rein it in, keep it controlled, and slowly add that weight. If you're someone that's naturally skinny, it's kind of the opposite problem. You're going to have to eat when you're not hungry. You're going to have to eat probably a bit little bit more when you're full. You're also going to have to eat, quote-unquote, unhealthy food, cereals, um, you know, eat sweets, whatever you can get your hand on. Mass gainers are okay, but really it's just, you know, that, that's just sugar. Just eat. You're going to have to eat a lot of food, and you're going to have to eat when you're full. You're going to have to eat more than is comfortable for you, and, that's, and you should accept that that's you know who you are now it's not so, you're not someone that just eats when they're hungry you're eating for this purpose of long-term muscle gain most people always ask about protein it's nothing to be over thought about it it's it's two grams per kilo of lean body weight um or two to three grams you'd go on the higher end if you are someone that's that's doing a lot of stuff that needs a lot of protein for example if you're if you are still practicing rugby if you're still in rugby training at the time i'd say air on the side of higher protein just because you you also need to rebuild the tissue that you're losing with the collisions and with the other things but you know two to three grams per kilo of lean body weight not total body weight so i mean usually two grams per kilo of um actual body weight works out quite well and you only need four meals spread throughout the day that's it really um there's you don't want to overcomplicate it and fill the rest out with carbohydrates and fat ideally you want to head air towards carbohydrates. I can't remember if I put this in the next slide. Yes, I did. Excellent. So these are more expanded on the basics. Um, the ideally, you want to have that calorie surplus come mostly from carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are fuel. Your body runs mostly on carbohydrates, particularly when it's trying to gain muscle, particularly when it's performing strength movements to help you get stronger um, and, and put on muscle. Carbs are the best source of fueling. They also um, limit the amount of junk that you can eat, right? Um, all the highly most palatable food that's very easy for those guys that have to rein it in to overeat is going to be high carb, high fat. If you cut out the fat, it just gives you that much of a better chance of eating quote unquote clean, but keeping your calories um, a little bit more reined in. Likewise, if you're someone that is um, like that, that needs to really stuff themselves, you're looking at the cereals, you're looking at the white rices, you're looking at the foods that aren't as filling as well, and you can really gain a lot of, um, you know, you can really get in a lot of calories that way. Other cool thing about not eating as much fat is that, you know, fat 
is easier to be stored as fat because to use fat as a carbohydrate source it has to convert itself or you your body has to convert it to carbohydrates to use it to fuel you if you've got carbohydrates body just uses them and you know it's an easier process to store fat as fat because it's already fat carbohydrates it has to convert them into fat but preferentially it would say oh no let's use this to gain muscle instead rather than store it as fat it's just eat it's uh, um it is a little bit you know this isn't completely proven by the science but what I've just said is proven by the science. Fat is, is fat, easier to store as fat. I think you're more likely to get, quote-unquote, lean again. You're more likely to have more of your weight gain be muscle if you fuel yourself more with carbohydrates than you do with fat. Um, you also want to make sure that you're prioritizing your, the body parts that you need within your training sessions. So whether that's what you need to improve your rugby performance, for example, if you're a, someone that wants to improve your speed, you want to be looking at building bigger glutes. You want to be looking at building bigger hamstrings. Look at Olympic sprinters. Where are they the biggest? Yes, you're not a pervert. You're just someone that needs to see where you want to get, uh, what muscles you want to build to get faster, right? It's the glutes and the hamstrings. Look at people, look at uh, top rugby players. Also, you see that they, a lot of them will have big, strong, muscular backs because it helps you out in malls and scrums and rucking situations. Also have big, strong pecs. So, you know, Whichever part you're missing, whichever part you want to um, uh, build up, and also whatever part you don't get hit with your other movements. So, for example, if you're someone that does a lot of training, um, you know, you're, you're doing um, deadlifts for whatever reason in your current phase, or you're doing something in rugby where you're using um, a lot of glutes, then maybe you don't have to train a lot of your glutes within your hypertrophy sessions because you're getting a lot of stimulus already there maybe you can grow on the 10 sets of sides rather than the 30 sets a week side of things so you want to prioritize you want to prioritize the body parts that you want to grow and then most importantly in terms of this basics is what i keep coming back to allow yourself you know think long term prioritize the long term allow yourself room to grow every single week whether that's with reps in reserve, so you keep a rep in the tank because you know that then you can use that rep next week, right? Um, give yourself room to improve on the next week. So whether that's rep, reps in reserve, whether that's sets, you know, so many of us are thinking, all right, how can I utilize the most out of this single training session to make sure I grow the most amount of muscle in a single training session? That's not how you should be thinking. You should be thinking, how can I utilize this training session to hit me and uh, help me improve and help me gain muscle, but also how can I use it to facilitate a further training session next week and then the week after that and the week after that. Same thing with food. You don't want to be over-consuming this week so that you grow, grow every, you know, you gain that as much muscle or as much weight as you can this week. You want to be eating so that you're in a position next week or next month to still continue gaining muscle. Um, you know, same thing with sets, same thing with stimulus in general. You don't want to be doing too much in every single session. You want to allow yourself room to improve. You don't have to, like, like I, a lot of my hypertrophy training I do with my guys in Rugby Muscle Elite is done with one set in week one or two sets in week one uh, per session, per exercise. Is it enough? You ask them if they're sore the day after, if they're feeling that their muscles have been worked. They sure as fucking hell are. So yes, it's enough. And then the next week we add in. And if it's not enough, it doesn't matter because the next week we start to add in more and the next week we add in more and we keep adding more stimulus as the sessions go on and we will be in a nice muscle gaining phase for as long as we can. 
The other thing you want to make sure that you're not think is you're doing here is overthinking. So, so often, you know, I said that the, the, the point here is to really commit to that three to six months of muscle gaining at a time. Too many of us o like overthink this and we, we really want to massively gain as much muscle as we can this month and then all of a sudden we think we see another training method and we abort whatever we're doing within three weeks or within two weeks and we abort our training regime or we abort the diet and we, we change our macros, we change the way we eat, we, we start, decide that we've actually got to go fasting, do fasting instead or we decide that we've got to train full body instead even though we've committed to an upper lower split or we decide that we've got to move, swap this movement out. No, like stop overthinking it. Like if you commit to a four to six week block or to a three month block, commit to that block, stop changing shit while you're in the middle of it. Like don't think about it, just execute. Don't think about it. Don't think about changing it. Don't think about how it can be better. Just think about doing it to the best of your ability, then go back and assess. And again, this is why coaching can be so effective because you're not thinking about it. Like to, so, so often I have guys from my Rugby Muscle Elite program that they will report back to me and they'll say, look, what, what about changing this? What do you think about this? Oh, I think this has been a disaster this week. And so often I'll report back to them like, your numbers are trending perfectly. Let's stay this course. Let's keep moving. And they'll say, yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. And two months later, they'll come back and they'll have a transformation like that one that you saw, okay? Like the one, like uh, James is uh, back here, right? Like, like a transformation like that. You know, you're even looking at my transformation here. There were so many times in that phase where I was like, oh, I should change this. This isn't working. Oh, I should change. But I, I taught myself out of it. I kept staying the course. And it's the long term. Those changes happened at, over at least three to six months james was three months mine was actually like nine months this stuff takes a long time this transformation here from jason momoa is 20 fucking years okay yes he's jacked but he, he he didn't get jacked because he trained three months perfectly he got jacked because he consistently trained he had good genetics and now he's in phenomenal shape and you know everyone wants to be aquaman all of a sudden instead of aquaman being the geek superhero how about that so that about wraps it up for this episode of Rugby Muscle Applied Hypertrophy 101, how to gain muscle effectively. So I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, again, once again, understand that this is all part of the Rugby Physical Preparation Pyramid. You can watch those videos on YouTube. You understand that, yes, we all want to gain muscle. And, and, and some of you also, you know, rugby is only an amateur pursuit for you. It's something that you do for fun also want to get jacked and there's no problem with that i just want to make sure that we all do it um in the right way to support your life and to support you being the best rugby player that you can be i think it's hard enough anyway let alone with it the, with these extra commitments that we've got to do i hope you guys enjoyed that one if you did again thumbs up on the youtube channel if you're on the podcast go check out the youtube episode and give me a thumbs up or just give me a five star review um that about wraps it up. I don't know what else to say. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll see, I'll catch you in the next Rugby Muscle Applied where we'll be talking Fat Loss 101. Cheers. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. 
All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class shank condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.